Good morning, angels. Happy Wednesday, angels. Angels, we're at war spiritually. It's a spiritual war. It has commenced. We are all the fuck up in it. You can look around and see that, you know, there's a war going on. And it looks like it's just, um, you know, the weather. But spiritual warfare is when you're being, when there's an attack spiritually, you can't see it happening to you, but things are happening to you. You understand? And so the world is on fire. It's the devil or good against bad, dark against light. Unfortunately, there are people who see people on surfaces. They see them as, you know, they look this way. They look nice. They seem nice. But all along, if you pay attention, they don't have a relationship. Many wicked people can pick up a Bible. But their walk is as such that if they're real, blessings and love will abound. God promised. He promised that he would give you the desires of your heart. So if he promised he would do that, why would he lie? Why would he lie? Why would God say he's going to give you the desires of your heart and then not do it? And then we have to add our walk. Are we walking in it? Are we talking in it? You know, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing to get what we're trying to get? You understand what I mean? Are we? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Are we walking our walk? And so, as we ask those questions of ourselves, we at that point have to say, you know, um, is this a real situation for us? Is this what we want? Right? So right now, my I'm being attacked. You know, and I've been being attacked, but what happens is when the enemy thinks that it's one against you, and... It finds out it did not. It steps up its game. It's like war. You take some losses, you rebuild your team, and you come back. So, as a family, we are constantly paying attention to attacks, right? But we don't know that that's what they are. You know, like when Tommy gets in a terrible car crash, and he's in critical condition, and all the family's praying, and everybody out of nowhere came together because a drunk driver ran a red light and nailed them, and he wasn't even driving. He was just coming back from school or on his way back from dropping his girlfriend off at home, wasn't drinking nothing. It's just the drunk driver was. That's a spiritual attack against your family. Sometimes it's a warning because we're living so wrong that the only way to touch us is to touch our Achilles tendon. You understand? Our artery. And for many of us, our children are our artery, you know? So... One of the crazy things that I really wanted to talk about in the spiritual war is I have watched my people that I love, you know, um, go off to be with people that were clearly, you know, not the right way to go. But, you know, their own things that they had going on guided them that way. So now we have situations where 
you know, things look like it's okay, but it's not okay. And, and, and we have to be careful of bringing people into our lives that bring other wicked people into our lives. Oh, you know, every time I do, you know, tell somebody this, it goes right, though. Does it? Or is somebody else praying for you? Or have you broken down completely? Like, if you look at a picture of yourself when you met somebody, or started a job, started school, and now, a year later, or two years later, you have, you're attacked, your face is broken out, you're fat, your hair is broken off and torn up, you know, you're fighting with the people you love, your friends are no longer in your life, you know, but yet, you're constantly blaming your everybody else and everything else. But the new thing that has come into your life, and that's what I learned to do because I had to figure out how to protect myself. So one of the things I was just saying to my son in a brief conversation, guiding him into his day, um, is that I feel that the reason why black people were able to be slaves for so long physically and mentally is because their refusal to accept that we are in that witchcraft is being used and a spell has been cast to keep you where you are, prevent you from ever coming out, to make sure you turn against the people who are trying to help you, make sure that you fight the people who love you, killing off the people who can bless you and save you. This is war. And in war, it's not fair. Nothing is fair about war. So, so now we have to really dig deep in understanding that we have to save and protect the people we love. And if we can't see, because here's the thing. The first psalm does tell you not to walk with them, not to talk with them, not to sit with them, not to eat with them. And that is because as you're consuming these things and silently sitting in this state, you don't understand that they have their mind set on the plan to destroy you. And so while you're not listening, because you just want to have a quick bite, I don't want to feel mean, I don't want to look mean. While you're doing that, you're allowing yourself to consume the spirit that they're freaking preying on your ass. And that's why we cannot engage them. We've been warned to not engage them. But you feel bad. It's my, my co-worker. It's my boyfriend's mother. It's my boyfriend. It's my girlfriend. And now you're bringing whole families to ruin. Because you're bringing the wrong people into people's lives. And let me just say this. People aren't perfect. They already have their indoctrinated bullshit, so that now they're going to be susceptible to the wicked you just brought into their life. Listen to me. Wicked cannot... Yeah, it's there. It's right there on the perimeter. But when you invite it in like a vampire, like my daughter coincidentally happened to say, you have to invite it in. I'm not inviting any more vampires in. Vampires suck. 
they never give the blood. They suck. And just because somebody can buy you a materialistic thing, that's an object, usually engraven to keep on your body, if that they probably prayed over, gaining more control over you. You know, American Indians, we learned early, and in some cases, learned too late. You don't take shit from people. I don't want your blankets. I don't want your gifts. I don't want anything from you. If I've established that I believe that you are wicked, I don't want anything from you. I just send love. I'm not even mad at you. Because I understand that as a fleshly being, there's a chance that you were indoctrinated as a result of where you came from. Very rarely, very rarely, but it does happen, do people make a choice to be like, you know what, I want to be evil. Something usually happens. That makes them that way. So I just want to say that I need you to understand black angels and those are not black that struggle because they have a spell and they don't want to accept that the people that are dirty and wicked and have all this drama are evil enough to cast a spell and wait to watch it manifest. And get angry and come after and attack the thing that they think is stopping it from working. But I want to tell you guys something about me. I had a powerful grandma. I had a powerful great-grandma. And clearly, the power of the wicked on my um, grandfather's side was powerful. But what I did was I made a conscious effort to, to stick with God. And to be with God. And to live with God. And to not use my powers for bad. Okay? I made a conscious choice to stand with God. I know what it looks like to stand against wickedness with wickedness. Because I played tennis a minute for the, with the devil's minion. Because I thought that's what you do when you, people come against you, come back. But I had to learn, and I was taught, like, people, I, God sent me some amazing guides when I was in New York. Thank God. And I had to, unfortunately, go into the world to meet them. But I did. The angels came. And my mom said, I was praying. And, you know, it's easy to thank God. No, she wasn't because of how she's treated me. No, I'm sure she didn't want me to be destroyed, you know. She wanted to destroy me. <laughs> but anyway, um, so with that said, though, we have to be careful who and what we bring into our lives, what we allow. Like, even, listen, even coworkers, you can easily find yourself in a situation where you have a coworker that has shown herself to be evil or himself to be evil doing wicked physical things that you can say this is a fucking problem person. But yet, your co-workers are like, no, she's just, no, it's because, oh, no, give her a chance. And you know that you should not give the person a chance because it's clearly demonic wickedness. But you do. And then you regret it. So instead, 
the way I've learned, because normally I would have to leave you alone and ignore you, which causes way more drama, and it's so unnecessary. So I've learned at 51 to not do any of those things. I don't have to ignore people. I just keep them on the perimeter. They're not allowed on the inner circle of my life. Talking about my family, my husband, my likes and dislikes. We don't talk about those things. Understand? So they stay in the perimeter of your life. And that's how you keep Wicked back. So when Wicked starts trying to get in on the inner circle of your life, you know that there's a reason. And I want you to protect your shit. Protect the family. Protect your friends. Because it's not fair that they have to come upon this craziness because, you know, you didn't protect them. You didn't protect them. And it's important that you do. You got to protect your people that you care about, you know, and that is all. So when we think about protection, how do we do that? Just keep wickedness away from your favorite people. Don't feel bad because you don't want wickedness to come over. You don't have to. You could be honest like I like to do at this point. Or you can just make excuses and let them deal with the fact that that's what you're doing. Oh, she keeps coming up with reasons. And if you finally have to get to a point where you have to speak up, speak up. You know, spiritually, there have been some things, and I've experienced it before. So when it started happening with you, it was it was very difficult for me because of your relationship with or our relationship at. But unfortunately, I, in order to protect my my spirituality and my life, I can't keep you, I can't open you into my life, and I apologize. I send love to you, okay? And they're going to be mad because they're evil, and they're going to come against you spiritually because they're evil, but you'll be ready because you're not, and you already knew that. That's why you had to stop them. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So this is real stuff. This is spiritual war. You can lose if you want to. You can let life happen to you, or you can take control and not just re react when you're angry, but actually protect your loved ones and stand against wickedness like you are a fucking soldier. Okay? We're not having this anymore. No more letting wickedness control the scenario anymore. And if you can't stop, then you kind of need some checking. Okay? Because you need to really get it together and protect your loved ones. We are at spiritual war. Psalm 37, Psalm 91, you understand? Get into it. Get into it. Because if you don't get into it, the adversary is going to defeat you. That is all. We can't, we can't win against the wicked on that level. We need God. And if you don't understand that, you're setting yourself up to fail. If you don't understand that, you're setting yourself up to fail. That's it. Okay? So, I've reached my destination. I send you supernatural love, peace, grace, mercy, and favor. All right? I love you. Peace.